Mr. Big, the Big Finish Tour 2024. Playing their platinum selling album, Lean Into It, in its entirety. On sale now. Welcome to another episode of the Slam Fest Podcast, where we bring the premier rock concert pre-gaming experience from the parking lot to the podcasting airwaves. I'm Brad. So back-to-back episodes where I'm covering real-time concerts in 2024. This time I saw a supergroup do one of my favorite albums from 1991 from top to bottom. This episode is going to revolve around the Mr. Big show I attended on February 20th, 2024 at the Royal Oak Music Theater in Royal Oak, Michigan. And to help me recap this show and talk about Mr. Big, please welcome back to the podcast, one of the co-hosts of Growing Up Rock, Sonny Hollywood Pooney. Sonny, what's up? I'm doing good. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. Had your cohort on last week. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> oh. It can be a pain in the ass, so I'm sorry. Yeah, well, yeah, we 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 had some uh we had some miscommunication, if you can believe. It. Yeah, big surprise. <laughs> That's exactly what he said too when it when it happened. He's like, Oh my god, Sonny's laughing his ass off right now. <laughs> 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 oh, good stuff. Good stuff. So, so Sonny, you're obviously a fan of Mr. Big. The This tour, at least at this point, they keep adding dates. They might get something close. Well, I guess there is something close to you, but <laughs> the prices are, are freaking crazy, right? <laughs> yeah, they're actually coming twice. They're coming back. Okay. Yeah. yeah so they're going to come back. But yeah, the prices, like they must have played they're playing in kind of a smallish club here and the prices got to like 150 bucks a seat. And I'm like, come on guys. <laughs> right. yeah. Like, you know, I, you know, I don't need to see it that bad. I've seen him 13 times. I saw him in the heyday several times. So it's like, you yep. know, I don't need to see it that bad. You know, if I get the opportunity, yeah, definitely. But yeah. Yeah. Well, it was interesting the day after this show. So Royal Oak is a, it's kind of a northwest suburb of Detroit. But the next day, they at, they announced a show at a venue on the way south side of Detroit. They're coming back in, like, late May. Well, they're milking it. They're milking it for, for, for all it's worth. This must be, yeah. this must be the final, the, <laughs> the final go-around. Yeah, and they deserve all the accolades they get, and they deserve to make the money they're making, and... I believe they'll be done because it's really tough to get Billy unbusy. Number one, (laughs) he's over 70. That's not helping. Right. Yep. Paul wants to do this probably when he wants to do it. Paul much rather do his own thing. I'm sure. But this, you know, this pays the bills. So it's like, yeah. yeah, okay, fine. Um, 
So, you know, Eric, this is Eric's baby. I know him and Billy put it together and really is probably Billy's baby more. But Eric has always been kind of the cheerleader. And any time yeah. they need to get back together, it always seems like Eric's the one bringing it back. Right. So. <laughs> right. Right. You know what? And after the show, I double checked. I knew I knew Sheehan was was 70 plus, but yeah. I didn't know how old Eric and and Paul were. So. Eric's 63 and Paul's only 57. Yeah. Yeah. They got time. I went, yeah. I couldn't believe, I thought Paul was, <laughs> Paul was older than, uh, than Eric. He's a baby man. Damn. Oh yeah. Yeah. Compared to these guys. Absolutely. <laughs> right. 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 So real quick background with the bands on the bill, you mentioned you've seen them 13 times, which, you know, going way back to the beginning, but how did you, how did you get introduced to them? Um, I've been a fan since they hit the scene. You know, I was already a Billy Sheehan fan from Dave Lee Roth. I was already a Paul Gilbert fan because I was in the Bay. Racer X was always playing. Yep. And I was already an Eric Martin fan because he's a Bay Area guy. So when these guys announced that they were getting together, um, I was like, oh, well, that's going to be a pretty good marriage, I would think. Right? I didn't know how it would sound. I didn't exactly, you know, kind of like when, the winery dots got together. I'm like, okay, where are they going with this? Like, where are they going to land? Um, but they landed in a good place because Eric, you know, for all the things he is and he isn't, he has a soulful voice. And it fits with what Paul was doing later on. It fit with what Richie was doing, right? So they picked a lane, and I like the lane that they picked. And, you know, they're basically a barrier band, so I got to see them in the clubs. I yeah. got to see them open for a bunch of plays. You know, I, I saw them, I think, oh, it's three, six times before nine, uh, before July of 90. I'd already <laughs> right. seen them six times. <laughs> right. So, yeah, I remember seeing the video for Addicted to That Rush and, you know, talking, you know, super group and, and all that stuff. I think my brother bought it first, and so I think that's how I got further exposure and then i saw him open for rush which i think you did too oh good lord um, yeah <laughs> we won't get back into to back nights <laughs> yeah good lord. Oh, that's... <laughs> so yeah i saw him in 1990 in the yeah. summer june june-ish of 90 uh open for him on on that presto tour and then when lean into it came out and i saw green tended 60s mine the video yeah. i mean i was i was sold i bought it just solely on on seeing that video and that that came out what march of 91 so i was just getting ready to graduate high school so you know how that you know with everything going on it just you know i just listened to it over and over and over and now it's you know when i think back to that time that's the soundtrack uh the soundtrack to my life there as i was i was finishing finishing up high school so Loved it then and loved it now, and, and we'll obviously be talking about that album a little, yeah. a little bit more, a little bit more. That years. 91 tour, they opened for Scorpions. That was a good tour. That was much better than Rush. They did open some of those Crazy World shows, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. And then I so, saw them later on that same year in the clubs. So anytime they came around San Francisco, they always played The Stone on Broadway, and then they would play either The One Step Beyond in Santa Clara or one of those little theaters, but they would headline the club, but they would open for Night Ranger the next day. Like that. Yeah. Kind of yeah. 
We actually, on that Scorps tour, we got uh, Trickster. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, Trickster yeah. did. So yeah, did uh, did a handful of those dates too, and and we we got we got Trickster. Yeah, it would have been. I would have I would have loved to have seen Mr. Big again, but we got Trickster. So there you go. <laughs> so on to the uh, on to the concert. So Royal Music Theater. This is a great again. There's just a million of these places in the in the Detroit metro area. These old. Old theaters, you know, with the great uh, uh, Art Deco, you know, style and and all that stuff. So that's exactly what this what this is. I've seen a handful of other shows in there and have never seen a show in there that had chairs on the floor. So they have kind of a, I guess, an orchestra type area. Maybe obviously a little bigger than that, and then you know, it kind of tears up, and then there, there's a balcony and. And but they had chairs, so it was assigned seating in this thing, which wasn't terrible. And you know, as we get older, Sonny, it's 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 kind of nice to have a seat. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the things about Monsters of Rock. Unless you're at the pool stage, you can sit down at all the shows. All right? the shows, yeah. And even at yeah. the pool stage, I mean, you can sit at the edge of the pool. There's you know, there's chairs upstairs if you really want to sit, but. Yeah. Um, yeah, at the age that we're at, standing up for two, three hours, <laughs> that's rough, dude. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so actually my my ticket was like the first row of like the first tier, which the people on the kind of on the floor, you know, they all stood up and stood the entire time. And I was up enough that I, I just I just sat. And I watched the I watched the whole show. And enjoyed yeah. enjoyed my enjoyed myself and didn't have to didn't have to stand the whole time. So it was it was good. But what was odd, real quick, kind of a funny story. I had no idea when this show was going to start, and this is, this is the first time ever I've gone to a show not knowing the the venue wasn't advertising it. They they said seven o'clock doors, but there was nothing about an opener. There was nothing about you know, when music was going to start. So I was, you know, messaging and emailing the venue and even checking the band members. Web. She is pretty active on uh, yeah. on Facebook, right? And yeah. so people were asking him in the comments and he's like, I don't know. <laughs> is there an opener? I don't know. When do you get, when do you start? I don't know. You know, it was like, this is, this is odd. But the last thing I did call finally the box, I had to call Sonny. I had to call the box office. <laughs> And they said seven o'clock doors, music should start around eight. There's no opener. I'm like, well, okay, so an early show, and I get to sit down. <laughs> yeah. And what bolt out of there by 945? That's all awesome. right. It's yeah. a win-win. It's a yeah. win-win. But again, it was still it was a little just odd, not not knowing, you know, until you know, right up until uh right up until showtime. So so let's get into the set list. So they kicked off with addicted to that rush. Take cover, price you gotta pay, daddy brother lover little boy, live and kicking, green tinted 60s mind, CDFF, lucky this time, voodoo kiss, never say never, just take my heart, my kind of woman, little too loose, road to ruin, to be with you, wild world, Colorado bulldog, with a guitar solo during the intro of that song shy boy 
bass solo during the intro of that song, 30 Days in the Hole, Good Lovin', and closed out with Baba O'Reilly. So break down one song from the self-titled 11 from Lean Into It. Obviously, they played that whole album. Three from Bump Ahead, one from Hey Man, zero from Get Over It through Divine Gravity, and then four cover songs. What the fuck? Almost a quarter of the set was cover songs. So other than Lean Into It, Sonny, what do you think of uh, of the set? I think the set list is great, except for four cover songs. Like, <laughs> why? I it, it, Technically, Shaw Boy is a cover song, too. Right? Yes. So yes. it's like, come on. I know. Like, I get the Shy Boy stuff because it allows Billy to do his thing and Eric could take a break. But there's yeah. no reason to do Wild World. I know you released it and all that. Who cares? And <laughs> I get it. 30 Days in the Holes on the first album, but who cares? Like, it just, there's so many good songs on, especially the first album. I know. Like, you could have done anything one. you wanted. <laughs> like one song from it. Uh, and why why would you close with Bob all right like who cares Sonny it was it was disappointing obviously with what they what they closed with I mean I mean if this is supposed to be the big finish tour <laughs> not exactly you gonna do a rascals too why I know not not exactly career you know spanning obviously they played nothing yeah. from you know the last five albums which yeah doesn't make any sense in the in the cover songs i get, i just i think that's such a disservice to the audience though i mean they love those songs obviously there were influences on them but you've got enough albums <laughs> to not play one covers yeah, i mean yeah you do and you're, you're right shy boy i mean billy sang it right so it was yeah, yeah. spotlight space solo and then he sang he sang the song so i i get it I just don't, I just don't agree with it. <laughs> and if I was writing the set list, I would have done the lean it, lean into it, eleven songs first. That way, you can close with addicted to that rush. Yes, yeah. Right, and leave everybody wanting more, kind of thing. Yeah, because dad, daddy's just as good as addicted. Oh, God, there's no yes. reason not to open the show with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. So yeah, so obviously they had the drills. Yeah. And kind of that breakdown in the middle. You know what was great was price you got to pay. That comes across so well live. Oh yeah, it does. That's oh, a. Yeah, I just yeah. I, you know just kind of forget about that song a little bit. But man, that was really that was really really good. I sent you that picture of Paul playing the PS10. Yeah, he's <laughs> played that. He's played that in his solo instrumental tour stuff too. Oh I've okay, seen him play that before. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Nice. My kind of woman. According to Eric, they'd never played it live, which is interesting because I I think they originally recorded it like during a sound check, right? Isn't that the story on that song? Uh, something like that. They've got a something couple of stories like that. like that. And right, I'm surprised because to me, my kind of woman comes off better live than a little too loose. Like you've done a little oh, too yeah. loose before. <laughs> yeah, where? Yeah, <laughs> where, when, where, and why, and when? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's see the guitar. I mean, the solos were amazing. I mean, again, these guys are virtuosos, oh, so yeah. it was cool. I mean, uh, who's Paul, on drums? Well, so the drummer, which they kind of 
kept under wraps for a while. So Nick DeVirgilio, DeVirgilio, I, he's not even, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I have no idea. I don't, I don't have any idea who he, who he was. Oh. He did a great job, but he That's wasn't, good. yeah, he wasn't a, he, I think somebody mentioned at the show that I was like fate's warning Oh, Does that really? sound right? That's so like a progressive, like a progressive. Yeah, guy, yeah. I right? actually like Pete's warning. Okay, um, so I think that's where. That's I, why I know the name. Okay, yeah. I don't know how he pronounces that last name. The Virgilio, something to that effect. But yeah. anyway, he was he was good. He was good. And uh, I mean, the backing vocals. Well, let's talk about the vocals for just a second. I mean, Eric, it was a little bit rough certain certain stuff was a little bit was a little bit rough but the back the backing vocals were unbelievable and i mean all three you know all three guys yeah. i mean even eric you know doing doing some some backing vocals with them with the harmonizing damn these these guys can can sing i mean <laughs> they can they can all they can all sing but uh and eric like if you hear him acoustic he actually still sounds pretty good because he can change the vocal melodies how he needs to. Yeah. He doesn't have to yeah. yell it, right? And yep. He can drop it if he needs to. And yeah. Just change the melodies around to where you need to go. Where he sang these songs, I'm sure, like the <laughs> Billies and the Pauls of the world, they're like, we're not changing the key. Like, guys, come on. Like, right. right? We played it at a certain place. Right. And right. Eric, you know, 63, he ain't no oh. spring chicken either. No. And it, yeah, again, I'm not going to, I'm not going to belabor that point. Cause it was, yeah. it was a blast. It was awesome. And I, I understand, I understand that he's 63. I'm not expecting, I'm not expecting yeah. him to be singing like he was 33 years ago. No. And I'll tell you, even at the beginning live, he talks things a little, it's a little yeah. more John Waite live. Yes. And it's always been that way. Yeah, that's a that's actually a good that's a good point, and yeah. he had he had the crowd singing. Yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> singing some stuff. And I mean, that's that's what you. That, he's a pro. He knows he knows what to he knows what to do when when and when not to do it. You know that type yeah. of that type of thing. The odd thing, in which I think makes even more sense, where you said they should have started off with the Lean Into It album and just played it. Sunny, they never even referenced that they were like doing it. You know what I mean? They didn't say yeah. like, "Oh, here now we're gonna, you know, now we're gonna play this album from top to bottom." Here's some thoughts about it. No, they just they just went from song to song to song, which which was fine. But yeah, I mean, it was it was really cool for me. I mean, again, I've seen Mr. Big before. I, I, I saw him. Oh goodness, 2017. I think you know probably when. Uh, uh, Matt Starr was was drumming, okay. but but yeah, Torpy yeah. was still there doing yeah. some percussion. He was he was yeah. he wasn't doing great, but uh, he was he was there. So obviously, I had heard some of the songs on this album uh, before, but but not not all, which was yeah. again just very very cool thing to do. Not sure what the significance of it is, since it's not like a you know it's not the thirty fifth or the fortieth you know anniversary of it. They they just figured, well, if this is our last uh, go around, let's let's do our best selling album. So yeah, that's that's the only thing I can think of. That's that's what it's got to be. So yeah. this would have been a perfect excuse to play the song 1992. Thought about a girl that I once knew, put her in a 
song with some greens and blues Well, somebody shared that I didn't choose But the fans were screaming so I couldn't refuse Record company said to us, thank you, man Then they threw us right into the garbage can But the good people listened and they pulled us through I was number one in that Off of, of course, yeah. Defying Gravity because it's about this era, right? When they yeah. when they hit number one, and I th- I thought that would have actually been pretty cool if they if they would have done that maybe like right after they did the album, but no such luck, no such luck. Five covers, covers. yeah. <laughs> quarter quarter of the set, crazy, yeah. crazy, 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 crazy. And now onto the concert calendar. as of the day of this recording mr big is on a break from their big finish tour they will resume on march 17th where they will start a uk tour of 19 shows through april 15th they will hit germany the uk belgium france spain switzerland italy slovenia slovakia hungary poland Netherlands and Luxembourg. And then they've got seven shows between April 20th and May 7th, where they will be in Mexico and South America. Those South America shows include Colombia, Brazil, Argentina, Chile, and Ecuador. And then they are back to North America, May 10th through June 4th for 14 shows including stops in California, Colorado, Nebraska, Ohio, Toronto, Ontario, Michigan, Florida, and Connecticut. And then it looks like they've got a one-off festival show June 19th in Newcastle, UK. And then they are back to the UK July 13th through August 23rd. For 22 shows, including stops in Bulgaria, Ireland, the UK, Netherlands, Germany, Sweden, Norway, Poland, Czech Republic, Italy, Denmark, and Romania. For more details on the shows, including cities, venues, and ticket information, please visit Mr. Big's official website. So now onto the band on the bill spotlight. So since Mr. Big celebrated their top selling album, we're going to talk about that top selling album and, and, and do a couple things here. So I figured, you know what, let's uh, let's rank these songs from 11 to one. And you can give some comments uh, about it as well. Sonny, since it's only 11, we could kind of, I think we can go back and forth you know, starting with 11 and, and make our way, make our way to one. And then uh, I, I threw on the, the outline to kind of talk a little bit about the anniversary version, you know, that had some of these other tracks on it. And, and we can, we can comment on, on those as well, but you want to start off with number 11. Shoot. Yeah. This, uh, this lean into a record is not a desert Island album for me. The first one is right. So, there's something about that first album that 
I don't know if it was because I got into it at the beginning. By the time we get to this album, and then every album afterwards, it always felt like there was one or two songs. There's like, really? And on this one, it's a little too loose. That's what I got yeah. at number 11. Like, you know, that's Billy at the beginning. That's Eric, like, wailing in the background. It's an interesting intro, but then it almost turns, like, into a nursery rhyme, kind of plodding along, <laughs> right? It's so different than some of the other songs on the album. And then Paul tries to save it with a solo, but it's too late, right? Yeah. It sprinkles on shit, really. So it's like, <laughs> I just, I've never been a fan of the song. And I remember the first time I heard it, I'm like, what the hell is this? Because it's like, it's deep in the album, right? So you oh, get yeah. like seven or eight songs and you're like, all right, let's go. And then this nursery rhyme comes out of nowhere. Yeah. 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 So let me, let me preface my number 11 real, <laughs> real quick is that it's not, this is not a cop out. I am a huge fan of ballads, but I've got to be with you at, at 11. And the only, the, well, the only, the, the, and the reason is, well, first of all, it's the last track on the album. So I don't know if they thought it was a throwaway. And initially I, I read some stuff where they, I think had to fight with the record company on getting it released. I don't yeah. know, did you see that? I, I guess I, I had never, I hadn't heard that before. Well, this thing was written, Eric wrote it when he was like 19. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think the other ballad on here is much better. And that'll, that'll be higher. That'll be obviously higher on my list. And by comparison, Sonny, and I know you're, you're a huge fan of extreme. I, I kind of think of more than words and to be with you, you know, they're both not indicative of either band, but they were, they were obviously huge, huge hits for both of them. I think more than words is way better <laughs> to be with you personally. Yeah. See, I don't compare, um, to be with you with more than words. I compare it to wholehearted. Oh, okay. Right? Interesting. Because it's a yeah. little, yeah, it's a little moving. A little no, it does. bouncier. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. So anyway, that's, you know, I'm, I'm usually not that guy in ranking things where I put the, the ballad at, at the end just because it's the ballad. I'm a fan of ballads. I just, I just never, I don't know. I just never love this song. So that's my 11. How about 10 for you? 10 for me, uh, I got Voodoo Kiss. And the reason I got it is I kind of, there's parts of the song I really like. I like the the swampy like warrant uncle tom's cabin kind of beginning and then it kind of goes into a groove instead of like the storytelling thing i like the verses but the pre-chorus and the chorus was always kind of meant to me because it's almost like it's too many lyrics it's like i like they were wanted to do it better but ran out of time kind of thing it needs a <laughs> massage of some sort right because even when he's singing Voodoo Kiss, like it's like it doesn't, like there's something's needed. Yes. Yes. No, I totally agree with you. And I've got Voodoo Kiss at number 10. Yeah. <laughs> so I really agree with you. Yeah. Uh, same thing. I mean, the bluesy lead intro is cool, but yeah, I'm with you. The, the, the pre and the chorus, the Voodoo Kiss, Kiss Me on the Lips, can that whole part just seems. It's clunky. like off kilter. Yeah, yeah. there's something, yeah. something wrong. You mentioned Warren's kind of swampy, you know, Uncle Tom's cabin. I almost yeah. got kind of a way cool junior 
<laughs> yeah. feel to it also. And again, I try I, I, not to write anything that's rat ever. <laughs> I, I, you know, I so I, I get it. I mean, again, these guys are are amazing musicians and they're going to want to they're going to want to, you know, meddle in this a little bit. And I, I get it. But yeah, just not uh, just not my my bag per se. But again, I, I like the whole record as a as a whole but there are some there are some things that I could uh, I could do without. So yeah. all right, number nine. So this is where I like the next nine songs I'm gonna talk about, right? But you got to rank them at some point. So <laughs> I got Road to Ruin next, uh, just at number nine. I, I'm usually a sucker for that acapella start. You know, back to the groove. I like the groove. You know, it's way better than the other two songs. Chorus is good. The whoa woes work. The guitar solo is great. It's just that when I compare it to the other eight songs to me, the other eight songs are just better, right? Yeah. It's it's a good song. I never skip it, but uh, it's just not as compelling as the rest. And it may be because it's too late in the record and basically you've heard better songs already. So it's like, okay, well, this is another one. I don't know if it needed 11 songs, but okay, whatever. But uh, yeah, Road <laughs> to Ruins, number nine for me. Yeah, yeah, all right. So, yeah, and I've got a little too loose now, which obviously you had you had at the bottom. So, again, kind of a cool groove, but I, the whole I got a little too loose in Oklahoma City, didn't care if she was young, didn't care if she was pretty stuff. It's like, didn't Steel Panther have a song about a girl from Oklahoma, too? I way afterwards. Yeah, yeah, way afterwards. Way some up. some funny shit in that song, too. But yeah, yeah, this just doesn't work. And You know what? Live, though, and you mentioned, you know, my God, they played this live, but didn't play my kind of woman live. Yeah. It was kind of fun watching Billy and Eric play off each other you know with obviously yeah. she and with the low voice and so i mean it was that was that was kind of that was kind of fun to just watch them interact but yeah the the song the song in general is just kind of plotting so it's at number nine for me how about number eight number eight for me is never say never and i like i i like that it's a straight ahead rock tune i absolutely love the chorus because it's it's not complicated, but the whole lyrics of never say never, because now we're together, we'll keep holding on till the end. One look in your eyes, and I knew and I I knew I decided to never say never again. That's right. It's I get it, it can be cheesy. It's early nineties. Yeah. But it does work, right? Yeah. And the melody works. The song's good overall. I didn't need the woe woes at the end. Right? The woe woes work better in Road to Ruin than they work on this song. <laughs> So that's why yeah. I kind of ended up number eight. But I've yeah. always liked this chorus. It just there's there's something about Eric's soul that he soulful voice that he sells it well. Yeah, yeah. So number eight for me. So I this I struggled. I struggled with where to put this song because I, I I like parts of it, and there's a part of it that I just don't like. And then I I I, I didn't realize that it was written by an outside person. So this is this is the CDFF Lucky This Time Jeff Paris penned tune. So you've got that CD fast forwarding effect at the beginning for whatever reason. But the the riff is great. I love the verse. I even like the pre-chorus. But the chorus 
uh, I don't, uh, it just never did anything for me. And I know, I think Eric was accused of, of sounding like a female <laughs> at times in some of these songs. He kind of sounds like a female during the course. Not that, again, that's not, that's not why I got it at eight. Yeah. But I, I just I he the the chorus just never never worked for me. It seemed like it was a heavier song all around the chorus, and then you've got this chorus that changes tempo and is yeah. I just I just never I just never got it. So that's why it's here. But I, I really like everything else about the song except the chorus. So my number seven, I love the song, but I got it at my kind of woman. Uh, that's what I got at number seven. Yeah. Again, straight ahead rocker. I love the start stops and the chorus and then Eric screeching, my kind of woman. Like, there's not a lot of guys in rock that could have sold that, right? Because it's it's got to, there's got to be a little bit of uh, slutty, a little bit of sleaze, <laughs> right. a little bit of pain. Yep. A little bit of you're enjoying the pain. Like, there's, right, there's there's just a feel to it. You know, and I'm right now. I'm, you know, uh, playing in my head how David Lee Roth would have sang that. I'm like, I wouldn't have been able to do it, right? <laughs> right. But Sammy yeah. could have, right? Because yeah. Sammy's got that same thing going on. Um, I kind of look at it like a sister song to Daddy, Brother, Lover, Little Boy. Uh, Paul goes off on the solo, dude. Even a little breakdown that only lasts like ten or twelve seconds. Oh yeah, they, they did oh, a yeah. good job of keeping the song compact, but that almost. It's almost like Eric singing like a blues guitar would have played a lick when he's screeching that thing. It's yeah. so cool. Yeah. So cool. Oh, yeah. Great song. Great, great, great song. So number seven for me, Road to Ruin. And I mean, all the all the same stuff you said. I mean, it starts off with that acapella, you know, harmonizing. Again, these guys can sing. These guys can sing, which is which is cool. The pre-chorus, the woe-woes. Yeah, I noted, noted those as well. Or again... Just, just a, just a great song. Again, pretty straightforward, kind of like you, kind of like you mentioned, but uh, very well done and a, a great, great, uh, great solo uh, in there, in there from Paul. So, all that is my number seven. So, how about number six for you? So at six, I actually got Green Tinted Sixties Mind, and that guitar melody at the beginning, like when you see Paul do it live, it's like, <laughs> what are you doing? And it's very unique, right? And basically, I think what he ended up doing was instead of playing chords, he's splitting up the notes, right, to play a melody, which is great for, like, basically a pop song. I love the backing vocals in the verse. I love that Paul didn't go crazy on the solo, keeping it radio-friendly. Okay, you've been looking, looking groovy in a 60s movie. All right, that's, that's a little cheesy. It works. But that's not, you know, I... I was really like slicing it thin, trying to figure out how to rank my top six. And I'm like, I've been looking groovy in a 60s movie. I, it's a little cheesy. And hanging That's out with Janice. Is. Yeah. Moving in Atlantis, to Atlantis or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> right. Wow. Yeah. All right. <laughs> but yeah, that, I mean, that intro, and yeah, it just, it just looks so effortless. Oh my yeah. God. When and you're doing hands, it live. Oh and his my God! Hands just, are huge. Yeah, and they just—they're just gliding over the yeah. over the fretboard. It's 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 amazing. It's amazing. But that is a that is a really cool really cool part uh, of that song. 
So number six for me, so never say never. So yeah, we've got some of the same same tracks kind of in the in the bottom half. They're just in in different uh, different spots. But yeah, cool riff, lots of space uh, with the riff and the in the verse, uh, the pre-chorus. That what's so good about long goodbyes harmonies part I thought was good. The underlying ahs during the chorus are good. But yeah, the <laughs> the whoa ohs. It's funny that you mentioned that those didn't need to be there. Yeah, they seem forced. Yeah. <laughs> they seem like they just threw them, threw them in there. They really, really didn't need to, didn't need to be there. But yeah, overall, again, pretty straightforward rock song. But I got that at number six. Top five. So I actually have Lucky this time at five. Uh, to me, it's about the closest to ACDC probably Mr. Big gets. But I actually like the chorus because it's very similar to My Kind of Woman in where Eric is selling it with his vocal style, right? And so, yeah, the chorus is not super complicated, but um, his that voice is just amazing all through the song. I could imagine him struggling to sing the song because this is not an easy song. To oh, no. Yeah. Trying to sing it live. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think that was that might have been one that uh, he was he was looking for some help from the crowd, which they 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 obliged. They they yeah. helped him. They helped yeah. him, which was good. Which and he also asked for for help during "Just Take My Heart," which I've got at number five. Oh, so, okay. gosh, I mean, the, the first listen of this album, I can almost still remember. I mean, the, that descending bass line. You know, as those as those arpeggios at the beginning, it just it was just like you say, Sonny, earworm, man, yeah. just cannot get that out of my out of my head. I think the, the whole song, I think it's almost a almost a perfect ballad. Great bass fills, kind of you know, in it, in and out of the in and out of the chorus, just absolutely great. And of course, they <laughs> they go up a key in that outro. Yeah chorus i'm like oh man he probably poor eric probably, yeah <laughs> poor poor eric live trying to trying to go up a key but yeah and an amazing melodic guitar solo in there just a just an awesome awesome song always always loved it they put kind of an acoustic version on the on the extended version of this yeah. which we can we can talk about later but that's that's kind of an interesting uh, interesting version of the song too so. and can you imagine so you got paul gilbert as your guitar player and you're in rehearsals and you say guys do we gotta do the key change like it's right <laughs> and can you hear paul saying so you want me to change my composition right. is that what you're asking me to do is that what you're saying yeah is that what you're saying you want me to change because you can't do something. Right. Right. So Eric, knowing that that could come up, just don't say nothing. And just, just don't say anything. Yeah. 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 <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. Number four for you. Four for me is alive and kicking because the other three songs are just so great. Uh, I love the guitar at the start. Then the blues rock riff. And the groove is just unbelievably undeniable. The great chorus, the great guitar solo. I like the breakdown before the final choruses. There's just not a lot of singers that could sell that breakdown. And, oh, uh, God. Yeah. But I just yeah. love the other three songs. Like, I, 
<laughs> I've heard the other three songs thousands of times. So Alive and Kicking had to be fourth for me. Yeah, gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, so number four for me, My Kind of Woman. And I mean, again, everything you said, a me- you know, mellow intro into a killer riff. And I mean, what, what are we talking about, though? Way back in the early days, 1946. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what. But I, I love the she walked in with the look of love. That girl had bedroom eyes, fire engine, lipstick, lips. I mean, gr- great. Yeah. Great lyrics. And then I'm a sucker for the delay, vocal delay in the chorus. So when he says my yeah. kind of woman, yeah. echo, man, I just I just eat that shit up. So that's yeah. uh, that's why it's number four for me. It just yeah, it rocks. It's a great song. All right. Top three. So my three was to be with you because I agree the other ballad is better. Um, yep. You know, it's their defining song. Went number one for a reason. Well written. I think part of it is perfect timing for 91 because I was thinking if more than words doesn't go number one, does this song really have a chance to go number one? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. Whole Good Party didn't go number one. It stopped, I think, at 10 or something like that. I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah personally i think more than words and wholehearted are both better songs than this but uh i love the song and the timing was perfect and i love the story behind it and i like that all four guys were still involved right where more than words it's like the other two guys are kind of in the background which it's always a little (laughs) weird when you you go number one but only half of you went number one that's a little weird but uh yep but i've always liked the song yeah yeah yep well, yeah. So now, I mean, we're yeah, we're getting into. I mean, the top five is you know just almost throwing a dart at kind of where where some of these are landing. But so, daddy, brother, lover, little boy, I've got it. I've got it three, and it's it's odd, a little bit sunny when I when I first heard this album, this was not a standout. I for whatever I don't know why. Again, I'm not a huge fan of of well, fast kiss. Yeah. <laughs> from the 80s right so this is this is an upbeat i i kind of like a groove maybe you know a little bit more yeah. than than upbeat stuff but eventually this song grabs you and and doesn't let go and it did which is why it's a, a top three song for me but yeah man oh man this thing is just as a ripper uh, you know and the, the drill stuff is is cool I and mean, it's kind yeah. of a a novelty you know thing but still it it just it just rocks and with the music stopping and you know i'll be your daddy your brother your, i mean just so so well done so that's uh that's my number three all right so my number two i got just take my heart uh the song is goddamn perfect i mean what <laughs> a beautiful song i i've probably heard it a thousand times I, i'm talking about it i'm getting goosebumps like it's it's <laughs> His vocals, absolutely perfect. The solo was perfect. The gymnastics at the end, the vocal gymnastics at the end during the last chorus. The only other person that I know that can pull that off is Daryl Hall, right? Like, and you have to have Philly soul to be able to oh, yeah. like that off. Yeah. Right? Not yeah, just yeah. any rocker can do. Sammy can't do that, yeah. right? He doesn't have that in it. Now he does right. the, uh, uh, right? <laughs> like the Joan Jett shit, but he can't do this. And yeah. so this song deserved to be number one. And oh, I'm just, yeah. there's no way they were going to have two number one hits on an album. Record no. come, the, the music industry wouldn't have allowed that. <laughs> right. Not what, did 90, it, what, did it, 
what did it get to like 16 or 15 yeah, or something yeah I think it was somewhere in, somewhere 20. in there yeah. top 20 yeah. for sure yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. amazing song agree totally agree so number two so green tended 60s mind i already talked about that, that i saw the video and i loved it and went out and bought it <laughs> so it was gonna it was gonna be up there uh for me yeah love the again the psychedelic you know, your the, the cheesy lyrics are in there, but you've got all the phaser yeah. stuff going in and out with their their vocals and but the harmonies, even though yeah, even though the lyrics are cheesy and the and the pre-chorus, the bass is really popping in there. Just yeah, the melody, the harmonies, just awesome. And then yeah, the, the outro, they actually change up, right? Yeah, they change up the second chorus, which I thought was interesting arrangement, at least the lyrics. Uh, of it but uh and they live sonny coming out of that solo which again yeah you mentioned it you know he, short melodic you know perfect yeah. for perfect for radio but coming out of that music stops and it's just the backing vocals yeah of, of that and then it kicks kicks back into the outro and man oh man i mean they they can sing they can still sing so it was cool it was cool all right I know you're number one. <laughs> yeah, daddy, brother, lover, little boy. It's got nothing to do with the electric, uh, electric drill. <laughs> it's got everything to do with, I love Addicted to That Rush. I love that it opened the first album. It was a great idea to do something similar. You know, you can say the same thing about, you know, you can still rock in America, right? And then coming back and doing the same thing on the next album. So it's... It's a killer opening track. It's got great groove. Eric sounds great. I love the riff. I remember the first time I heard the song. And Eric's one of those guys, I had heard enough of Eric. I had a lot of his solo stuff too, that I could understand the lyrics he was saying, which if you if you got singers that you love, you kind of get their vocal silence. You can understand, right? So I put the CD in and I'm listening. And he said when we get undercover and do the horizontal mile. And I'm like, wait a second. Did he just say when you get undercover? And Tony's like, what the hell? What? And I'm like, because I'm sure Tony's like, uh, rewind that. Rewind that. I think he said horizontal mile. I'm like, that's a great lyric. That's a great lyric, yes. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Yeah. What do you think of the drill? I mean, you said, you know. It's you, okay. Are, you, it's, okay. Oh, yeah, it's a yeah. novelty thing. It is. It is. And again, he did it. Uh, he did it on that Rush tour. Yeah. He brought yeah. that drill out, I, I can remember. And of course, that all that stuff was before the Van Halen Fuck album when, yeah. you know, when Eddie used it, obviously, on, on Pound Cake. So, yeah, I guess that really, it really was Paul Gilbert's deal, right? And I think was he it? was trying to, you know, set himself apart a little bit, have something. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And yep. everybody's playing behind their head and doing all that kind of shit. And like, he's just trying to come up with something. Yeah. Yeah. Put a pick on a drill and let's go. Yeah. Right. And that's what, yeah. that's what he said. So, all right. So yeah. Number one for me, alive and kicking. And I mean, all, all the stuff that you, that you said, I mean, just a bluesy clean guitar intro, which was so cool. Live. God, I mean, it's just, it, Paul playing that live and then that riff is fantastic and you mentioned the breakdown yeah I mean that breakdown was recorded for you know for the live show I mean it's just so cool bringing it all down and 
and yeah, he nailed he nailed that vocal part. Uh, that that breakdown uh, was was great. So just always uh, always love that love that song. So I'm I'm awarding it number one. So that was that was interesting to do. <laughs> you know, with some of these albums, it's it's uh, you know you've kind of got obviously a kind of the back half you know and that stuff's gonna kind of circle around there and and we, we had some of the same stuff obviously in yeah. the top five but it, it's it is interesting to see kind of what 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 the top three uh songs are and uh so what did you what did you think of these other songs i mean whether that the b-sides the unreleased stuff some of the yeah. different versions of let me let me let me start off though by saying this. Why would you want a Mr. Big song without bass in it? <laughs> so there's I was thinking the other way. <laughs> Were you? Yeah. I I would think that too. Why would you yeah. want no guitar unless you really want to hear Sheehan? But you you can hear Sheehan. Yeah, you, you don't have a problem hearing Sheehan, I don't think, on any of these recordings. So <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, you know, you gotta I guess try all things. Uh, I don't know, but uh, and there probably didn't have a lot laying around, so it's like, all right, well, put it on, pull the bass off, that'll be one track. Pull the guitar <laughs> off the other one, that'll be another track. You know that kind of shit. Um, I'll I'll give you a little bit on all of them. All right, yeah, so just perfect. real quick. So stop messing around. I thought the verses were good. The chorus needs a lot of work. Like when. Stop wrestling around is saying it's got like no punch, right? Yeah. So it didn't deserve to be on the album. Wild, wild woman verses are good. The chorus is not that strong, almost flat for like the sexy and charismatic that it probably could have been. The bridge had no energy. It's like the energy, they almost like this is not going to make the album. Don't worry about it. Just need to finish it. That kind of thing. You know, it just, uh, unfortunate uh the just take my heart the piano version i think the piano is just too loud it takes away from eric's vocals which i didn't like um the shadow song i like the pace of the song feels a little bit lover boy a uh, totally written for a soundtrack there's no doubt about that almost too hard almost trying too hard <laughs> trying too hard yeah song. yeah yeah uh strike like lightning again felt a little bit lover boy um i actually like shadows better because how does a song called strike like lightning like have no punch when it's saying like i don't right and paul's even paul's solo it's noodly it's yeah. boring that song yeah uh love makes you strong you know the pace is probably a somewhere between acdc and racer x i would think uh the verse is just not that great the song's just not written well i it, love makes you strong could be the worst mr big song i've ever heard Right, so I don't understand it. Uh, Alive and Kicking, the breakdown got better on the release. Um, and it's a demo, but the backing vocal was way too loud in the demo. Yeah, Green Tin and 60 Mind, you know, it doesn't have the backing vocals in the verses, which is like, oh my God, <laughs> right. like almost ruined the song, right? I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> and Eric either didn't have the lyrics or couldn't remember them all or something. Right, yes, right? He yes. Was doing something. Uh, oh my, thank God they did not release that reggae version of 2B. <laughs> God, that was so bad. 
and I'm sure Eric didn't. It didn't sound like Eric was having too much fun with it either. Well, it's only like a minute and yeah. six fifteen or something. So yeah, I think they 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 realized what are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> Let's just stop. So the bass only daddy and brother is first on that bonus disc, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, no guitar really makes this <laughs> song bad. Um, I'll skip to the other one and we'll talk about the other yep. two in a second. So the last song is Daddy Again, but it's got no bass. And because of that second chugging guitar part that he's do- doing in there, you don't really miss the bass. True. And yep. you realize that when there's no guitar, the vocal melody doesn't make a whole lot of sense without the guitar. <laughs> right. Yep. right? So, yeah. yep. Uh, green tinted 60 mind without the guitar. Like, I kind of like the side to side thing it was doing in the airs, ears, but no guitar. That's kind of yuck for me. Uh, yep. Love makes you strong. I mean, you subtract the bass. I didn't make any song any better. Like, it was yuck to begin with. They took the bass out. Like, right. like what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> so, it. It lo- it felt like a CD of throwaways almost. Yeah. <laughs> so so my question of would you have replaced any of the other songs with any of these is a no. Even a even uh, a little too loose. <laughs> I would have done shadows. So okay. my thought process there was, I would have took the CD to ten, knocked out a little too loose, knocked out Voodoo Kiss because it's. Voodoo yeah. Kiss belongs on this CD. They're not yeah. completely done yet. And then put Shadows in. But then you got to change up the track listing a little because Just Take My Heart is too it's too close to, to be too... with you. Like, yes. Put Agreed. it like third yes. and move everything down, right? And then just stick Shadows kind of like in the middle, uh, right where a little too loose was, basically. And then yeah. you're fine. You can close with To Be With You. That's fine. Whatever. Um because we were talking about the Night Ranger album the other day, and you know, goodbye ends the album. Yeah. And when he goes, goodbye. Yeah. And I'm like, it should have just stopped there. Like, <laughs> leave me wanting more. I don't need the whole orchestra the, shit. At the yeah. End. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but they're trying to make it epic, right? So yeah. Right. Epic ending. I right. kind of liked to be with you at the end, but just yeah. take my heart's too deep into the. In the agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. So just, yeah, just, just quick, I, you know, stop messing around and actually wild, wild women. It almost sounded too much like some of the other stuff that was on the album. I mean, yeah. a, a little bit, you know, and so that might be why they were like, yeah, these, these songs are, you know, we need some variation, which might be why they put stuff like a little too loose and maybe kiss on there just to, just to make it a little bit more dynamic than all just the same the same stuff but i i like stop messing around and um i think strike the lightning the best out of like those really unreleased you know full songs those are those were the two that i I think i like the most yeah the the demo stuff yeah the bat no backing vocals and (laughs) bring 10 and 60 mine oh my god yeah that really changed that song so i'm glad they uh glad they they added that stuff back the reggae thing we already talked about was (laughs) was terrible and then i mean taking the yeah taking the bass and the guitar out of those last things i mean it's i guess it's interesting and it you know you put that on here 
and you listen to it once and you never listen to it again. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of why those, <laughs> those things are, are there, but I, so I probably, I probably would have gotten rid of a little too loose and voodoo kiss and replaced them with stop messing around and, and strike the lightning. I think those, I think those two, I would have, I would have put in there, but uh, yeah. So, I mean, it was, it was interesting to hear, to hear some of these songs. I mean, I, I'd heard some of them before. I don't own this, this extended version, but I, uh, I felt, felt like I had heard some of them yeah. over the years, but, uh, but yeah, no, again, a an important, uh, important album to me, just based on where I, where I was in my, in my life. And it, it just, it just brings me back, brings me back to that time for sure. Yeah. That couple of years matters, right? Does. If it does. you, if you're a couple of years older, my guess is you would like the 89 album better. Better probably. Yeah. yeah. Yep. They came onto the scene. Think about it. It's 89. It's like, oh my God, dude, these guys are going to be, because nobody knows hair metal's about to end. Right. Oh, right. Yeah. Right? right. And Gilbert and Nuno are basically just getting started. Right. Because Razor oh, Rex yeah. didn't make any money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, this is funny, though, because my brother's your age, Sonny. So he texted me. He says, like, I think the day after the show, he says, you know, it's cool that they're doing Lean Into It, but I wish there were more songs from the first album in the set list. That proved your point right right there, right there. So now on to the Slam Fest tip of the week. So pre-gaming song selecting. So since Mr. Big was doing Lean Into It in its entirety, I decided to go back to 1991, Sonny. Yeah, I saw the songs. Listen to nothing but 1991. So for for the drive down there, which, you know, hour and 15 minutes or so, you know, I'd listened to a bunch of 91 stuff that was, you know, I, I would say out of format, you know, from what Mr. Big, you know, was, was about and what they were doing. So for the drive to Royal Oak, Every Heartbeat by Amy Grant, Mysterious Ways, U2, Take a Chance, Bob Seger and the Silver Bullet Band. Out in the Cold, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Good Things, The Bodines. Life is a Highway, Tom Cochran. Rush, Big Audio Dynamite. All I Want, Toe the Wet Sprocket. Vanishing, Brian Adams. Say Hello to Heaven, Temple of the Dog. The One and Only, Chesney Hawks. Jimmy Olsen's Blues, Spin Doctors. Again Tonight, John Mellencamp, Heavy Fuel, Dire Straits, Outshined, Soundgarden, I Touch Myself, The Divinals, Siva, Smashing Pumpkins, Love on a Rooftop, Desmond Child, In Bloom, Nirvana, and finished up with Black by Pearl Jam. And then In the Lot, So Tell Me Why, Poison, Wind Up Toy, Alice Cooper, can't Stop, Tesla, Hang On St. Christopher, Bullet Boys, I Want You Back, The Storm, The Way Home, Coming Home, Enough's Enough, Top of the Pops, The Smithereens, Heartbreaker, Great White, Bad Obsession, Guns N' Roses, I Just Can't Get Enough, Saxon, Magical Mystery Tour, Cheap Trick, What You Say, Saigon Kick, The Big Wheel, 
Rush, Build a Fire, Driving and Trying, Innuendo, Queen, Only Heaven Knows, Foreigner, Wait for Me, Joan Jett and the Blackhearts, Quicksand Jesus, Skid Row, Wild Obsession, L.A. Guns, God Gave Rock and Roll to You 2, Kiss, Fading Like a Flower, Every Time I Look at You, Roxette, Angela, Motley Crue, Pound Cake, Van Halen, Wild Hearted Son, The Cult, A Little Ain't Enough, David Lee Roth, Drinking Again, Neverland, and closed out with Mr. Tinker Train, Ozzy Osbourne. So yeah, what uh, what stood out to you, <laughs> if anything? <laughs> yeah, some of these songs I've never even heard. Like, I, I didn't even know what they were. Um, yeah. Do you know that one and only song by Chesney Hawks? Did you go back I and actually listen? do know that song. Yeah. Oh, I my God. When I, I heard But that. I don't know Heavy Fuel by Dire Straits. Oh, by Dire Straits. Song. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've always liked I Touch Myself, but the vinyls, that's such a great song. <laughs> I was hoping, I, I was, I'm hoping, I guess there's still time, that Hailstorm does a cover of that. That would be so good. God, so that good. would be, yeah, that would be yeah. awesome. Yeah. 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 What do you um, think of that Desmond Child song? I oh, Love on a Rooftop. I have yeah. the album. Discipline. Okay. I have Discipline. the album. Yeah, 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 I bought it. Yeah. I bought it back yeah. in the day. The yeah. Album. It's yeah. okay. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. It's, it's all of it, like, you listen to it, you're like, oh, that could have been a Bonnie Tyler song. Oh, yeah, that could have been a Cher song. Oh, right. yeah, that could have been a Bob Jones right. song. Like, yes. you just, you listen to it, and you're like, oh. And yeah. then I, I was like, well, did those artists release these songs? And kind of, they're hidden in other songs. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Desmond himself, he's not the most dynamic singer on the planet, so. No, it, it right. sometimes feels very Vegas. Yes. Agreed. Right. Agreed. That's why he's a songwriter. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> for, for, so, but yeah, yeah. And then the, the second set, I mean, that storm song, Sonny, I, I know of the storm. Yeah. I know the storm because of you. I yeah, think yeah. I heard I Yeah. You guys played yeah. it. I think you played it on. I don't, what is Wind Up Toy Alice Cooper on? What's, what album is that on? So that's on, um, is that on Temptation? Hey Stupid. That's on Hey Stupid. Oh, is it on Hey Stupid? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It's the last track on there. Yeah. yeah. It's got, it's got that. some. And then that, uh, what was interesting that Joan Jett album? Oh yeah, I can't remember the name of it, but yeah, I, can't I wanted remember the to. Name of that I wanted to grab so, like ten copies. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There was a song on there that sounded like it was really trying to be "I Hate Myself for Loving You." Yeah, but, uh, yeah. I can't remember the name of it, but uh, and Who I had Neverland. Throw. Why do I know so, what Neverland is? Ne- you know Neverland because they were on Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Oh, with okay. this song. Actually, Sonny, you would, it's hard to find. They actually, they put out a full album. I think you would really like it. It's, I might have it. You, you probably, I think it's self-titled. Yeah, and, that might be why I know this band. But Drinking Again was a great song on there. Obviously, I, I bought it because God Gave Rock and Roll to You was on there. But that song was on there and I liked it. And I, yeah, tracked, <laughs> tracked down their one and only album. And it's good. I mean, it's just good, melodic, early 90s melodic rock. So, good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. But yeah, it was fun. It was fun. And I had to put Roxette on there. I absolutely love that song. Yeah, I like some of the hits, uh, Roxette. I'm not... Uh, Fading Like a Flower wasn't that big of a hit, though. Yeah, I mean, it was a hit. I guess I don't yeah. know what it... Yeah, yeah, I don't know where where it landed. But yeah, fun. 
it was it was <laughs> it was it was fun to focus on that uh of course yeah because that year 91 is interesting for me right so it's my my last quote-unquote semester of high school and then i started college the next uh and things change, man. Oh yeah, things, <laughs> things are changing change. because it's things like things change quick. And it's not just changing from like hair metal to grunge. There's a lot more alt pop hitting oh, yeah. the charts. Oh yeah, oh, and yeah. it was the alt pop that turned me off first, and then this and, fucking gloopy, and... gloomy shit came. <laughs> so it was a double whammy. <laughs> yeah. Ah. <laughs> uh... So now to close this episode out with a which side are you on? And, you know, wanting to focus on somehow focus more on this album that they did in its entirety. So I, I stre- I really stretched here. <laughs> so looking at the different singles and b-sides but i even looked at some you know seven inch singles just to get some different different matchups so here are the four here are the four singles with the the a and b side so single one daddy brother lover little boy and strike the lightning which we which we talked about earlier single two green tinted 60s mind with shadows as the b-side Single three, To Be With You, with Alive and Kickin' as the B-side. And then single four, Just Take My Heart, with Road to Ruin as the B-side. So, thoughts on these combos, and what would you choose? (laughs) Yeah, single one's out, because Strike the Lightning's terrible. Um, (laughs) Single two, the problem is it doesn't have Just Take My Heart or To Be With You on it. Right. So it's hard. So I I was really struggling between three and four. And yeah. I changed my mind a couple of times. And then I'm like, wait a second. And I should have pulled it out so I could show you. I can't remember where I put it now. I have the single for to be oh. with you in a live and kicking. <laughs> so I'm like, nice. I'm going to go with single three because I got the single. Just because you got it. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. The other one would have been good too. I don't have the other one. So I was like, oh, yeah. I'll go with to be with you in alive and kicking. Yep, yep. So yeah, I, I'm going to go with single four. So just yeah. take my heart and road to ruin. Again, yeah, the B-sides of those other ones, eh. Yeah. <laughs> not not great. So yeah, single three and four were, were decent uh Decent singles uh, for them. So, so yeah. It's just so, we so weird. Like, if you're trying to write something for a movie, like the Days of Thunder soundtrack, the stuff that they wrote for the actual movie, like Coverdale's got a song on that. That song is horrible. <laughs> right? It's like you're trying too hard. Yes. A match, whatever. I wish they would have just took one of his songs. Yeah, you know what I mean? Right. Right. So then you, you have a great song that he wrote for something else, and it just happened to fit here. Yeah. Versus yeah, yeah. trying to put this like square peg in this round hole. And it's just like, <laughs> and what's Coverdale doing on the Days of Thunder soundtrack anyway? I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, that's forced. That's really yeah. forced. Yeah. Agreed. Maybe, oh. maybe Geffen had something to do with the Days of Thunder movie. Maybe. Who knows? Well, I don't know. That's, that's interesting. I, again, yeah. I can remember us getting all excited about finding that Days of Thunder soundtrack because it had. Fine. Because it had knocking on heaven's door on it. Right? Yeah, 
Yeah. I and think. that's a Geffen and thing too. So maybe that's it was a Geffen thing. Maybe it was. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it was. Yeah. We were driving all over town trying to find that thing. Yeah. Because we, we wanted knocking on heaven's door from GNR before, before the illusion albums came out. So yeah. Yeah. Good, good. All right, man. Thanks. Uh, thanks for joining me. That was fun. Oh no. Always a good time. I, I love talking about, um, bands that i've loved seeing live right it's one of the bands that i have really enjoyed seeing live and i saw them with kotzen i saw them with gilbert i've seen gilbert solo i've seen costin solo i've seen winery dog so yeah it's just and i've now i've seen billy with mr big i've seen him with the winery dogs i saw him with dave lee roth i saw him with uh soto uh that symphony thing whatever that was oh yeah. yeah um so, or Sons of Apollo, I guess I should say. Oh, there you go. I've yep. seen Billy do a lot of different things a lot of different ways. He's always just himself, though, it seems. Yeah, like. he is. Yeah, All, he all Gilbert is a whole different personality when you go see him solo. Oh, Because sure. he's the guy, yeah. right? Yeah, so, right. Yeah. And I, yeah. I thought he was going to sing some of the songs. He didn't sing a lick. His guitar did all the singing. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Interesting. Well, at the top, Sonny, I mentioned you were the co-host of Growing Up Rock. I didn't even mention that you were on uh, Podcast Rock City and and Album Review Crew. You're 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 easy to find if you if you want to find Sonny uh, on a on a podcast. It's not hard, not hard to find you. But uh, <laughs> anything anything new on on any of those? Uh, we're doing the Night Ranger uh, whole discography on Growing yes. Up Rock. So yep. Um, so that's new for us this year. We did Van Halen one year. We did Def Leppard one year. We did 40th anniversary CDs last year, which was all over the place. Uh, podcast rock city, you know, with kiss coming to an end, you know, some would say there's nothing to talk about. Uh, To me, it actually gets more interesting because now it's what happens next. And Gene's already out there, right. Going to do shows. And yeah, we talked yesterday about why didn't he start in the States? Why is he starting on the festival racket? And, um, it's possible that he he might have thought about it last minute and couldn't get the promoters hooked up in the states. Maybe who knows? Maybe yeah. Right. But and he's also he's going to be playing to big crowds. Yeah. Yeah. You know, at the on the festival circuit. Just. But if you tell a promoter in January, okay, I want to go out. Like promoters <laughs> going to tell you, dude, I need a couple of months. Like <laughs> right. you can't. You just you can go do the festival circuit if you want to go do yeah. that. Yeah. Right, yeah. they already got everything set up, and you just show up. Yeah. So, yeah. so just interesting stuff happening with Kiss. So, no, the yep. podcasts are going great. You know, for me, it's a hobby, and I usually pick up the phone when somebody calls. And you know, there's times where interviews come up with certain individuals, and I'm like, eh, nah, pass. <laughs> you go ahead and interview that person, like, because <laughs> I won't have anything nice to say. Um, but you know, keep yep. it real. All right, man. Thanks again. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. We'll be in touch, man. All right, later. Yep, see ya. Has anyone seen Mr. Big on the Big Finish Tour? If so, when and where, and what were your thoughts, memories, or stories from that show? What are your thoughts on Mr. Big's sophomore album, Lean Into It, from 1991? How would you rank the songs from 11 to 1? And last but not least, we did a variation of the Which Side Are You On segment. Which single, A-side and B-side, was the best?
from the Lean Into It album. Single one, Daddy Lover, Brother, Little Boy with the B-side, Strike the Lightning. Single two, Green Tinted 60s Mind with the B-side, Shadows. Single three, To Be With You with the B-side, Alive and Kickin'. Or single four, Just Take My Heart with the B-side, Road to Ruin. Let us know your thoughts by emailing us at slamfestpodcast at gmail.com. Request to join our private Facebook page at Slamfest Podcast. Thanks for listening. Until next time. <laughs>